Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, this is going to be an interesting segment because usually I can introduce the guest, but uh, today's guest is somebody very honorable, but we unfortunately cannot uh, give his name, but I'm going to go ahead and introduce him and uh, you introduce yourself, sir, and, uh, and let us know uh, what you're up to. Hey, everybody. So I am a medic. I'm a Patriot medic, and uh, I've been in the Army for a while now. And I have seen the, the wokeness just infiltrate the military. Yeah. And I just want, I also wanted to just say this as uh, everything I'm about to share is my own opinions. It's, it's not reflected of my employer um, and my views are my own. So everything that I've witnessed here um, within my career has just been a re- complete regression on everything that America was founded on. And um, yesterday, and I shared this with Todd, which is the reason why I'm on right now. Um, Yesterday, um, as many of you know, the mandate is uh, September 15th, I believe is the date is where is the, it's the, the, the fully effect of the, the vaccine mandates within the military are supposed to roll out no later than September 15th and in accordance with the individual secretaries. And as a medic, I've been a part of uh, uh, a vaccine clinic and um, you know, I, as, and I'm not to get it, I'm not to get into the, the, whether you believe or not in these vaccines, but I am a pro choice when it comes to your own medical health and these vaccines. So uh, for the longest time, I was a part of a clinic where people who wanted it would come to the clinic and we would vaccinate them. And I was among the ones that got vaccinated. And um, I did it for my own reasons, too, because uh, I had to go to Germany for a reason. And I didn't want I didn't want um, the German government because there's a lot less uh, freedom in, in Europe. I didn't want uh, a, a simple vaccine stopping me from going from that trip. It was very important. It was, it was a family connected uh, trip. Mm, okay. And so I got the vaccine hoping that there would be nothing that would stop my trip. And um, the funny thing is, is I got vaccinated and they never once asked for the card. So it's kind of like, well, I got uh, not to say that I didn't get it for anything because that was also too before the Delta wave came out. And since then I've been a little more proactive in my thoughts about getting the vaccine, but cause I've had, co- I had COVID in January okay. and it was, it was like the flu. And yeah. I, sometimes I wonder if, if these, if these tests are false <laughs> positives, if these tests are just like, Oh, this guy has the flu, but it doesn't, sure. these, these, these tests aren't these PCR tests. Cause that's what it was. Yeah. Like they were brought out to 40 cycles when they weren't supposed to. Sure. That's and right. sometimes I think and even, the like, that, even the guy I, that created them, uh, yes. you know, came out and said that. You know, and so, and that's this. my first. And again, this is my personal opinion. I think that, you know, sometimes uh, people are just having the normal flu and it's being reported as a positive case. And maybe that was the case for me. Maybe not. Okay. I never lost my taste of smell or anything like that. It was just normal flu like symptoms. And if I had known nothing about the pandemic, I would have right. thought that I would have gone normal day but i was told to quarantine so i did right but anyways moving on um so i've been a part of this clinic we've been vaccinating the the, the voluntary up until it, it came out uh, about a month ago where uh this the secretary of defense was was looking into these mandates 
Yeah. And the president was, was looking to support this. And they were talking about the, uh, pressuring the FDA to get these, uh, uh, the emergency use removed right. and the FDA approval, which happened right. last right. week. Right. And which was really fast, pit, you know, fast track compared yes. to historically. Because, I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. It's, it should have been like 2034 or something like that, where if, right. if this had gone according to normal, normal. standards, yes. it would be about 10 years. Right. And so I was like, okay. And I also understand because I fear of the virus is worse than the virus itself. Right. So I'm also like, I understand like some of these people, they, they need the vaccine because they otherwise fear is going to control their life. They're, they're mm. never want to go anywhere. So I understand it's like, okay, there's a little, there's a little game being played here. And that's why I was a fan of operation warp speed and what the president Trump did. Okay. President Trump is the reason that uh, a lot of these vaccines are rolled out right now. That's true. Even though yeah. the current administration wanted to take credit for it. <laughs> and, but it's, it's when you take away the freedom yeah. that really like it, even me, who's, who's, who's pro vaccine in the sense of, um, I think it does some good. Right. But when you're forcing people to take this, who don't want it, that to me is a red flag. And as a medical professional, who we, one of the, one of our mottos is do no harm. Right. And, um, and even in the military where we're constantly being told uh, no means no, when it comes to sexual assault and all these different things, we're constantly hit with these classes. We take year after year. It was like, what, you know, uh, everything's got to be consensual and all this right. different stuff. Cause they got to fight rape. And I understand. Yes. If you look at the army's history, we've had some, some terrible rapes and stuff like that. Yes. yes. We've got a problem there, but it's these classes aren't going to stop rapists. These, right. these classes aren't going to stop the bad people. Um, but they got this, I, this idea where no means no, except when it comes to your medical health, apparently uh, if you say no, it doesn't matter because uh, you're being forced. So let, let me and, just like uh, lay this out for a sec. So you're a medic in, in the military. You've been in the military. Are you able to say how long or, you know, You've been there for yeah, a couple I've, years. Yeah, I've been I, I've been in for at least eight years. Okay, so at least eight years. You're in the military. You're a medic, and then you're also a medical p professional. Right. And and you've been many places in the world, and you've seen right. a lot of things in your service in the military. And then, and all of a sudden, there's this new mandate that comes down from the top, you know, from the Secretary of Defense and from the administration, and that it's being administered. And so now, if you're in the military, you are required to get vaccinated now is there some people that are not getting it how is what are you seeing in, yes in, yeah. so so uh, that's right thank you for leading me into that because <laughs> up until a week ago i was telling my crew i was telling prepare because we started to slow down because the people who wanted it got it and then right. it was slow like we went from thousands of people a day to on a good day, 70 people on a good you're, day, 60 people. You're literally people. the one that's like giving the shot to people. Yes. Like you, well, wow. I mean, I, in some, in, in some cases, yes, but I'm more of a manager. Okay. So, so you're observing it. You're, you're, yeah, I'm observing the people that I'm observing the flow, the organization, the, from, from check-in to, to the end. Right. And, um, I'm observing all of this 
and I'm facilitating this. Okay. So let me, let me ask you sure. this. So when, when you're in there and you're, you're, so originally it was people that wanted it. So I would assume those people right. were probably kind of almost happy to get it. Like they were, you know, they were like, Oh, I'm getting the, you know, yeah. And, and, and mind sudden, you, we were doing, we weren't just doing service members. We were doing dependents. We were doing contractors, people who work on base and stuff like this. So we were doing not just we there was a big rush. And most of the people initially were the elderly. And okay. that was uh, initially before the Delta, the variant. Right. I was saying to I was thinking, oh, you probably don't need the, the vaccine unless you have a comorbidity. Okay. If you're obese, if right. you're uh, elderly, if you have immunocompromised. Yeah. If you are smokers, if, you know, these people are, are the people who probably need it because it's been medically proven that they have higher chances of dying when it comes to this virus. So I said, okay, well, those are the people that probably need it the most. And that's the right. crazy thing is, is most of the people we were vaccinating were exactly those people. Come on. And as time goes on, the people who wanted it, like I said, they got it. And yeah. then there was a there was a time, like I said, a month ago where we knew it was coming. It was writing on the walls. And then it was like this week and yesterday. And I'll, I'll go into what I saw yesterday. Right. Um, so we had a unit um, that said they had um, 1,600 wow. individuals within their organization that had not been vaccinated. Wow. And they, they said we were having a rodeo yesterday. So my entire crew went out to this unit and um, we set up our, our, our vaccines ready to go. And they had them all lined up and they forced them to come to us. But they said, if you refuse the vaccine, you have to talk to medical, you have to talk to legal, and you have to talk to the chaplain. And so huh. they had all three of those avenues. and. Um, they forced, now we had, you could, you, the, the, the anger was tangible because of most, like I said, most of these people that were coming through were people who were not willing, right. willing, they were told if you don't get the vaccine, you will basically be punishment or kicked out of the military. Wow. Can, can I stop so, for one sec? Can I stop for one yeah. sec? So when the, when the people originally were coming in, what percentage would you say? Was it like 50% of the people and then there was 50% that didn't get it? Or was it like more or oh, less? Okay. So before the mandate kicked in, I would say um, our community, and this is probably an accurate reflection of the entire military. Okay. What I would say was, was, was less than 50% vaccinated. Less than 50%. Okay. And so now- Because they came out, and I'm not going to say the numbers, but they came out and they said, this is for our community here. Yeah. They gave us a hard number of active duty population. They said, this is the unvaccinated. It was, it was like around 50. Okay. So yeah, that's, like, that's wow. what I've heard too. So then, then, you know, the, so when they made the mandate and then this is really what you're talking about with yesterday, this is the first time that you've seen yes. people now coming in that are basically yep. being forced or really yep. heavily pressured. So it's a totally yep. different scene for you now. It's a totally different scene because yeah. at first it was a friendly scene where most of the people, um, you do have some fear because there's some sure. people who are fear of needles and there's yeah. also people that are just fear because they don't know. They right. don't know about these vaccines. And, and, and we have professionals there. We, we talk to them about what we know and the data right. that we have. And, um, and we're very uh, accommodating to, to all types there. But this is the first time where we are, we have people who, and their demeanor is totally different. The demeanor, you can, like I said, you can taste it in the air 
with, when it comes to just people are angry, people are afraid and um, it's a miserable experience. And um, we had about a hundred people out of that, that, that number I told you that was there, a hundred of them were like, no, we, we we absolutely refuse. We're going to take whatever this is. And I, and, and they were all, they were, they were all ranks. Yeah. And, and this is the, the out of the, the people, the 50% who refused this, this was all ranks. This was yeah. not like just lower enlisted sure. or it, this was all ranks and all races right. and all types of different people, demographics. Right. This is, there was not a specific number, like, like demographic. This was just everybody. Yeah. And, um, I saw yelling uh, from leadership. Yeah. I saw screaming. Really? I saw things being said that were toxic, things oh. that shouldn't that reflected terribly on the leadership. Um, you should never have been done in front of the troops, in front of everybody, and it just it was bad because it was making some of the it was making it difficult for some of the people who were just trying to get vaccinated sure. because all this scene was terrible. And as somebody who was facilitating it, you know, and uh, you know, in the military, a lot of times we see we're put in these situations that are kind of tough for, for the average person. Yeah, for sure. And a lot, and a lot of the times what, how, how we get by is we make light humor. Sometimes it's dark humor com- right. compared to typical humor, but that's how we get by is we get right. by through humor. Right. And, um, and so I, you know, I, I kind of became a little vocal and was talking to people and say, you know, what? yeah, I, it is what it is, but, you either you want to you want a job or if you want to stand on your principle you can go stand in line and i i I started becoming vocal i started becoming vocal and i started saying to people i said look i don't i don't like this it's a sad day for the uniform this is like 1930s germany uh wow you know papers that was what people were saying people yeah there was a lot of people there were people higher ranking than me um having these same kind of conversations and um but at the end of the day um they pushed everyone through and I don't know what's going to become of those people who uh, ultimately got put on a list because they got told. That, yep. Well, uh, there was a hundred that were in line for these, for the, the process, which was the, the, the they medical talk to the three the, people. The chocolate. Yeah. And then like, I think that even number became shorter after the pressure, because there was a lot of pressure. And so I think some of them during that process ended up getting vaccinated yeah. because, because of pressure. And then, so, and, and I, I can't tell you because I don't even know, because I never saw this because I was, a this was their unit do put mm. facilitating the, 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 the counseling and the, the medical and the religious and all okay. that different stuff. We okay. were facilitating just vaccines. Right. Sure. So I was getting it. I was getting those who were, they might not have wanted it, but it was the mandates here. Right. You either get it or, 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 or don't get Move it. Away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I was like, I was telling, and there were people that were like in front of me because I was overseeing the check-in and they were, uh, I had people that were checking everyone in, right. getting all their information, putting them on lists. Right. And, um, I had some people come up to me and I was like, well, I refuse to get it. And I was like, well, good luck to you, but you do need to have to get into that line. Yeah. Because there's that line is where, where your route is right now. Right. And so I, I, I kicked out like maybe five or six people that were in the line to get vaccinated and they were like, I, I don't want not to. to. 
And I, was, yeah. and I told him, I was like, okay, I, I support you, but you got to go over there because right. this is the line for, for people who are getting vaccinated today. Right. And uh, I, like I said, I can't tell you the, what, how many ref- absolutely refused, but I can tell you that, that I, at one point in time, I saw a hundred strong in this line for counselings. And, but I can tell you that, 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 that number definitely shrunk because of pressure. Which and, that would be their objective because they're speaking because with three different. I overheard because I was also there was so many pregnant females. Wow! And a lot of the pregnant females were like, "We're not getting pregnant. This. Females. We're not getting this. Why would they make? We're pregnant not getting females. This. And so I was escorting pregnant females. Oh my goodness! To to the medical uh, side where they were getting and the and the and the guy there was telling them there is no medical indication that you should not get this vaccine. Oh my goodness. So if you do not decide to get it, you are going to be counseled and you're going to be left to whatever administrative punishment there is. So you're, you think this, that like, if somebody doesn't get it, that they're going to be put in like a different position or, I mean, this is unprecedented territory, even though we, the military, uh, when it comes to vaccines and forced vaccines, we've been getting the flu shot for years, anthrax, all these different things. Right. And um, this is the first time where I've seen something so politically pushed. Mm. Yeah. And the crazy thing is this too. Uh, um, I remember in high school, it was 20, uh, 2009. And, uh, and that was the year I graduated. And I was talking to some, uh, some, some, some conservatives who were talking about um, during H1N1, Right. That there was drafted legislation on the president's desk to force vaccinate for the flu shot. I remember that. And I remember being told this by a conservative friend. And I had known nothing about this at the time. And that kind of scared me. That was like, why? Like, why would anyone force mandate? Sure. sure. uh, Any vaccine. What happened to my body? My choice. (laughs) The crazy thing is, is I a lot of people. Um, have have talked and heard about this thing called the 16 year plan. That's right. And if anyone knows anything about this plan, Trump stopped it. Yes. When he got elected because it was supposed to be Hillary. Right. And this plan would have been carried out. Right. And I think when, when this election, which I believe is 100% stolen. Yes. And which by the way, there's so many people in, in the military that do not believe that 80 million people voted for Trump or excuse me. 80 yeah. million people did not vote for Joe Biden. But, but you and know, let me let me say this, because I think you know, I've talked to a lot of high ranking military people. And what they say to me, and you can tell me if this is true or not, is they say the reason why the military hasn't done anything, because the military is all about the chain of command. And yep. so it's all about whoever yep. you report to. And they go report to civilian command yep. at the top. And so, you know, who is going to it would be a total rogue yeah. thing. Right. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah, that's correct. And also, too, from my my observation. And again, this is from my observation and my perspective. Um, more officers are left leaning. And I think that has to do with, um, education in the United States and Mm. how education is really centers of brainwashing and centers of, of progressive left ideology. And you can see that it's starting to be pushed at West point and it's starting to be pushed at these academies. And I'm not, I'm not putting down all officers because there are definitely officers that, that, that are, that are not that way at all. Right. And 
but I'm also medical, so it's a little it's a little different world than the uh, the infantry and the other. Right. It's, I can be put in these these environments too, but for most right. of the officers I come into contact to are all medical. Okay, and so that's a different demographics of 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 of, of people right. when it comes to the, this kind of. But what I observe, it kind of when the higher you go, the, the more left. Uh, the yeah, well, I, you know, we were talking about it, too. I mean, during the Obama administration, there was a big purge. Anybody could Google this or go on DuckDuckGo and, and just look for, you know, Obama purge military. Uh, and you'll see there were so many generals that were. And, and the thing that always, you know, kind of confused me during the Trump administration, what I think this is my theory. I think they kind of laid low during the Trump era and just kind of, you know, didn't make any waves. And now that Biden is in there, you know, depending. I mean, obviously, we know how he got there, but, you know, it's nevertheless, he's there. And so and now that he's there, they're kind of like all of a sudden you see this woke culture and all this different. It's like just, you know, skyrocketing. But I think these people are kind of sleepers. They've been there, you know, but now it's just you're seeing their full agenda kind of coming into. And and Trump really made a mistake there in the fact that I don't know the the full circumstances, but I think he could have done a better job at purging some of these guys. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And I don't, and that's my biggest critique of the, and, and, you know, I'm wearing a MAGA hat right now, yeah, yeah. but um, I, my biggest criticism, and this has been from the beginning with Mike Pence, right. um, my biggest criticism of the Trump administration was his, was his cabinet picks and right. his, the people yeah. that he chose. Horrible people. And, but I also understand that um, everything comes out of Washington, D.C. If you know anything about Washington, D.C., they're insiders. They all know each other. Yep. They're all friends of friends. They're all, it's the same group of people. This is a swamp. It's a swamp. And so you don't have a lot of choices a lot of times <laughs> when you're true. talking about these different, like, for example, the FBI, the CIA, yeah. um, a lot of these, these places that we know are, are, are tentacles of the deep state. Sure. Um, uh, the Pentagon and another one. Right. Um, the military industrial complex. And it, and it's like, it's choosing, okay, well, well, here's your choices. And it's like Tweedledee or Tweedledum. It's, it's a lot yeah. of times, and this is within the GOP and you saw, you saw Trump clean house within the GOP, but still, yeah. you know, Mitch McConnell, I was reading an article today that Mitch McConnell came out and said, not going to uh, impeach. Cause yeah, yeah not going to impeach. And I was like, are you kidding me? And his, his reasoning, his, this was reasoning. He'd even say, because they asked him, the reporters asked him, are, are you going to impeach uh, Biden or you support impeachment? And he was like, well, you know, uh, Democrats control the House. They control the Senate. So it's not going to pass. Doesn't matter. You got to stand matter. by principle. That wasn't the question. That's do right. You support the, do you support the impeachment of the president? But we all know Mitch McConnell's connections with China. Oh yeah, we all know his wife. Yeah, Pelosi's connections. We all know Biden's connections. That in the Biden family's connections right. here. So we we know that these people they just they 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 maintain their positions because of the influence that they have through foreign yeah. connections. Yeah, and all these different things. And and you know when he came out, it's, it's because of Mitch McConnell that we lost the Senate. That's right. It's he botched. With the whole um, six hundred dollars stimulus payment thing, that was yep. terrible. It yep. just backfired, and then yep. going against everything that Trump that pretty much yeah. uh, working was against going. Trump exactly. He was working. He was saying, "Oh yeah, you know, as as Trump pretty much saved him because he almost lost right. his seat. He would have lost it. He's yes. lost his seat, and Trump saved him from 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 losing the seat. 
And then he goes and he betrays Trump, stabs him in the back, and then we lose the Senate because of it. Sick. And Absolutely so, sick. Um, yeah, I understand. And kind of winding back to the original conversation, yeah. um, there are people uh, within that, that are, just, are just swamp. It's just very swampy place. And the higher you go, the more swampy it gets. But wow. I will say from the, the, the people that I know and the people that I talk to, yeah. 90% on the same page as us. 90 percent right. patriots 90 percent it's only that 10 percent or smaller that are really the ones you got to worry well, and, about. sometimes and it's, it's the same way at the letter agencies you know the rank and file fbi are pretty much patriots you know the right. even cia we know cia people i know ex-cia people and current cia people they're actually patriots but it's the leadership in these in these agencies and that's the issue and they're saying that Trump supporters are the are the biggest threat. I mean, it's right. really like, you know, when yeah, you're looking Trump at China, supporters and whites, which is funny because like the military is like one of the most in society, one of the most um, multicultural yeah. where everybody from all walks of life are put on the same uniform, right. we do the same job and we treat each other like brothers and sisters because at the end of the day, when we're put in these situations, it's the people on your left and right. on your right that are right. watching your back. Yes. It doesn't it doesn't matter who you voted for at that no. point. It matters who's got your back. Right. And so that's why there's that brotherhood and that bond that we have that's that goes beyond the 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 friendships that we make in in, in civilian life. Yeah. It's because of that. And right. and I agree that even even somebody as a very highly opinionated person such as myself um, I understand. I think the, the military should definitely be apolitical. It should be, but I think teachers should, should be. That's teachers should be another apolitical aspect. Yeah, exactly. Look how politicized our teachers have been. Where we're told, you know, in the classrooms, where they, there was that article that uh, Project Veritas put out saying the Antifa in the classrooms in yeah. California and Sacramento. Yeah, you know, and these things, and that, no surprise to us because we know most of these Antifa people are professors. Most of these people are teachers. Most of these people right. are in the school districts. Yes. That's why they cover their faces because they don't want to lose their jobs. That's right. Um, <laughs> another thing about the mask mandate. It's funny how the yeah. mask mandate came around during the time of the BLM process. Exactly. But they were masking. They were masking to hide their identities. Yeah. And... Mm -hmm. I know there are certain things that you can't talk about, and that's why people are probably wonder why we're not talking about the current situation and things. There are certain things you can't talk about, and so I'm not going to okay. go into that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go into the details because I could. Yeah. If I had, if I had the ability, I could, I could talk a lot about that. But what I will right. say is this: I'm watching the news because I'm not over there like you guys. I'm watching the news just as you, and I am ashamed. And mm. I was ashamed yesterday to wear the uniform because. Um, this is not something that uh, I joined for. This is not something that any one of us did. And that's why a lot of these people were, the anger was real because nobody wanted this. And, and uh, we're a country that fights for freedom. Yes. We're the guardians of freedom. That's in, that's in, in our mantra. That's in our motto. Yes. It's that's, that's uh, um, uh, the soldier's creed. We're yes. the guardians of freedom. It's one of the lines in there. Yeah. And um, this is anti-freedom. Mm. This is 100% anti-freedom. And going back to Afghanistan, I'm watching this. And, 20, and even though I 100%, even before I joined, um, my best friend was killed in action. Right. And he's the reason that I joined. And his death, uh, I remember my girlfriend 
mom at the time handed me this book mm. and it was called where men win glory. And it was about uh, Patrick Tillman, who was an NFL um, star who after nine 11 saw the, the planes hitting the tower. Like we right. all watched yeah, I remember that. and yep. said, you know what? I'm, I'm giving up my life. I've yep. given up my celebrity life. Yep, I remember that. And I'm going to join the army. And he became a ranger. Yep. And they used they used the the military industrial complex used him as the poster boy, the propaganda. And if you read this book and you understand that story, you, um, this goes the same. They did the same thing with Jessica Lynch. They mm. did the same thing in these these. They turned these situations where bad things happened because Pat Tillman was killed by friendly fire. And they, they used it and they said, oh, well, he was this, uh, this, this Medal of Honor hero that did all this greatness. And, and because they knew that if Bush, who was not popular at the time of the Iraq war, because of all the deaths and destructions right. that were caused in Iraq and no MD, WMDs found, none of this, this stuff. Right. And right. then he was losing support. And they knew that if, if, the, if the media ran with these stories and told the truth, right. that, the, that, that the Bush administration would lose public support. And sure. the war on terror would lose public support. Sure, sure. And so they told these lies. They made heroes, and, and not to say that they weren't heroes, but they told right. lies in the sense of they did not tell it as it was, and they turned them into more propaganda to turn to 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 just continue the endless. Hmm. And that's why I was a huge fan of Ron Paul when he was out running. Right. And I wish he would have. I wish he won in 2012 because right. that's that's who I think should have won in 2012. Yeah. Because I think the GOP cheated Ron Paul out of the ticket. Sure. I think, I think, uh, it, but we saw that with Sanders and the, and I was the DNC. Say so both sides, yeah, both sides, both sides are doing this. And, uh, you know, when I see, even as somebody was like, you know what, the, I don't agree with these endless wars. Um, I understand that our mission in Afghanistan was to take out the Taliban from using this as a foothold. Right to launch attacks against the West, specifically the United States, right. um, terror attacks. And so what happens? We went in and we, 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 we got Osama bin Laden, but we, we, were, we were hunting the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. And it started to turn into this endless cycle where we're propping up the Afghani government. Yeah. And it's this endless cycle of us just, building schools over there and the same old people get dying from IEDs and yeah. different things like that. Uh, but then Trump was like, okay, this is unsustainable. Right. This is unsustainable because the amount of money that we're wasting over there is just right. dissolving. And, and um, I think it's up in the trillions, the amount right. that we spent, trillions, yeah. but trillions. Um, Trump knew Trump knew that he, that in order to get out, we had to make a deal with the Taliban yeah. because the 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 country over there is not united and that's why mm. our our democracy doesn't work is because no. the people are not unified no i mean russia's so tried other you know major yes. countries have tried and it's they call it, it the graveyard so, of the of the superpowers you yep. know and yeah. each each little tribe the only allegiance they have is to their local leaders right right and so when we set up and we put up this puppet government yeah. Um, it was not popular amongst the people because they were seen in the eyes of the people as an illegitimate government. Mm. That's why the Taliban continued. But when Trump made that deal with the Taliban, we gave our word. And That's our right. word, going way back to, 
to covenants to the time in the East where word meant everything. And you don't violate that. Even, right. even though, yes, there was, yes, the Taliban still did some killings. That's, you got to understand in, in, in that realms, that's just natural. That's going to happen. The, the, right. the small deaths, that's not breaking. But when you say, I'm going to leave by this date and you don't abide by that, you are breaking the agreement. Mm. You are declaring war. Mm. And so when Biden took Trump's plan and said, you know what? I'm extending this to, which is funny. He chose the worst date. September possible, 11th. The most, yeah. The most political date you could make it in September 11th. Yeah. I knew instantly that I was, was angry. I was yeah. angry because I was like, you just ruined everything. Now I did not know it was going to be this bad until, um, until uh, weeks away from uh, the Taliban taking over Kabul. And why didn't we had the, we had the capabilities and the capacity to stop them. Sure. And the CIA, we, I mean, they said we that could they have gave them the them. intel. There was intel available and, and we could have held the Bagram Air, Air Base and uh, done a much better job of getting yep. Americans and our allies out ahead yep. of time. We, we you know. could have stopped them. Um, there was no reason we needed to allow them. And even by Trump's, Trump's negotiations, if they were to do something like this, right. Trump would have stopped them. Of he would course. have said, okay, we're not leaving then. We're going to stop you. Right. And he would, it was and conditional. It looks to me, from an observing point of view, it looks like the Biden administration completely abandoned the Afghani government that we yeah. spent trillions of dollars to prop up. Right. And, 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 and full disclosure, I don't think that, the, that that government was great. Right. I, I think there's a lot of corruption there. Sure. But you got to understand is even even with the, it's like it's like Saddam Hussein, bad guy, bad government. But the, he was holding everything into place. Yeah, he was um, yeah. Christians weren't being persecuted. That's true. Jews weren't being persecuted. Women yeah. went to school. If you go back and you look at before the U.S. involvement into all these countries, women were going to school. Assad were a similar not, situation. They were not yeah. even in Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Iran, uh, Syria, all these different places. Go back and look at the photos. Go back and look at the photos because it is nothing like it is today. It is 100% worse today than it was back then before so we started 20 years of blood, sweat, tears, 2,700 plus lives, trillions of dollars in the tune of two to $3 trillion. I mean, just an astronomical amount of American yep. money and treasure. And, and then all of a sudden, at the very last second, the administration just absolutely botches right. the pullout. And now right. there could be uh, upward of a couple thousand Americans yep. in country and, and just an absolute disaster. And Plus they have the billions of dollars of equipment. Yeah. Yep. The only thing that makes sense to me looking at all this, because no, no, no even a five-year-old understands that, that you don't, <laughs> exactly. you do not betray your allies. You go after the bad guys. You do not allow the enemy to have a foothold. You don't, yeah. you don't do that. Um, it's just common sense. So what I think truly is happening is we want, destabilization sure we want this because it's more profitable for us yeah. it is more profitable for for whatever agendas the geopolitical agendas that are going on in the regions and also because if you look at what happened in iraq in the last withdrawal the same thing happened except this is a larger scale hmm. isis a even worse enemy which is now present in afghanistan an even worse enemy came they took the weapons they took the trucks and they, and all of a sudden the islamist state was launched but which makes me think okay 
in the near future. Because remember, the yeah. withdrawal happened, I think, before Obama won re-election right. in 2011. Right. The withdrawal happened. And then, what was it, 2015, we started hearing about ISIS. and Nobody right. heard about them before. Right. 2014, 2015. Yeah. We started hearing about the Islamic State. Well, what is this? And all of a sudden, Obama's out there saying, okay, we got this Islamic State, yada, yada, yeah. yada. We're yeah. have this coalition against uh, this 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 Arab-led coalition, which is kind of funny because he took the the, the reverse from the Bush administration, which was right. the U.S.-led, <laughs> right? And um, which is funny because uh, an Arab-led, even though we knew that Saudi Arabia was responsible for most of this stuff in the first place, yes, and because the, the Saudis were financing all of this, and then it's just it's just like a nutshell is just like backwards. We're so living you, in topsy turvy backwards land. Are they are they trying to flood? America with a hundred thousand plus Afghanis like they did with Europe, you think? Um, well, I keep seeing on the news that there's there's all these these refugees being taken in, and, and yeah. I will say that I I do I do think that us taking out those who worked for us and those Christians and those people who are being sure. persecuted, I one hundred percent believe that that anyone who's fleeing persecution, whether it be race, religion, um, political affiliation. Yes, we should be harboring these people because it's it's a death sentence when it comes right. to the Taliban, when it comes right. to ISIS. But is this a Trojan horse? Right. That's the thing. Is this because you got to remember who was controlling the checkpoints? It wasn't us. It was the Taliban. And I was appalled hearing uh, these press conferences where Biden was saying, oh, yeah, um, we gave lists. Right. That's the most we gave thing. lists. Why would say, you ever? Hey, um, I mean, in theory, it's like, oh, yeah, if, if, if you take their word for granted, which we know that they have an agenda, that, that they're anti-American, sure. they're in the streets chanting death to America. <laughs> America is Satan. Like you said, a three year old. And so, know, you know, yeah. a three year old. So, you know, you know when somebody's saying, which is kind of funny, because I, I don't remember if it was CNN or what it was like, oh, yeah, they seem kind of peaceful, but they're saying death to America. They seem kind of happy about it. <laughs> That's like it's the like, protest. Yes, the protests are mostly peaceful. And there's like burning yeah, down of buildings in the back. My goodness, let, man, I'm telling you, we're running out of time this, here. Um, yeah. But, you know, we could, we could go could, on. We're going to have to have you back on, man. But but the thing is that, but, I mean, you know, for the listener out there and they're hearing all this and, you know, our listeners and myself, we're just so grieved. We love the men and women that have served our nation. We have such a high regard and honor for you and for all the enlisted people and the veterans. And we're just we're just so our mouths are like to the floor, like our, our jaw is just we're just shocked and appalled and devastated and concerned. And there's so many different feelings right now. Um, you know, how are you and your, your team? I mean, what's the morale like? Are you guys doing OK or, you know, how can we pray for you? Yeah, um, our team's doing pretty good. And I love I love my guys and yeah. we're 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 a great crew. Um, I love, um, everybody that I work with don't have a single problem with anyone on the team here. Um, but if you could just pray for us, because I know a lot of us are dealing with this, um, um, not necessarily the people on the team, but just people in the military who, who, who were reserved for whatever reasons they didn't want to get this. And now they're being forced into it and they're seeing, and, and not just unless even with Afghanistan, which is the disheart is seeing because all of us know someone who who didn't make it back, who who they joined because of what happened right. post 9-11. Sure. Entire generations who joined the military because they want to serve their country, protect 
protect America from future attacks. And when you see it all just go to waste for what? And that's a lot of things that the military, we got high suicides and it's, it's dark and um, we've got PTSD and depression, all this different stuff. Sure. But you know what? If you could just um, pray for those of us who are suffering. And I, I will tell you, the only thing that got me through where I'm at today is, is my faith in Jesus Christ. Yes. Is prayer. Yeah. Through praise. And anytime, anytime I felt down, I would push, put on a worship song. Good. And I really love Sean Foyt because hey, every time, <laughs> every time I listen to Sean Foyt's worship in his, yeah. his, his recordings from his live worship yeah. and I can feel the power of God and I'm out and I can tell you, cause this, this last year and this year were two years that I, I got put through some of the lowest points sure. in my career. Sure. And the only thing was my faith, my praise. And, and, and that pulled me out from Amen. dark places. Amen. And so I would just say, continue to continue. I would say to encourage people who are listening to me, pray, yep. um, praise and encourage those who are also struggling because some of us, some of us don't have the stamina. Some of us are, have exhausted a lot of our, our, our efforts and are feeling right. hopeless. Right. And if those people who are in those dark places, don't give up on them. Don't right. give up on them because I, I, I know that there's something in the back of their mind saying, you know what? God is still great. Yes. Jesus is still going to sit on the throne. Yes. And everything, you know, everything is going to be all right. That's good. And um, so uh, I wanted to say that. And one more thing before I, before I, before I uh, Absolutely. get back to you, Todd, is um, just my heart. And I'm a, I'm a big history guy. And um, my heart keeps going back to the Nuremberg trials. Mm. And it goes back to the, 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 the German defense and um, oh, when all these guys were put on trial and all the evidence came and said, you know, you yeah. did this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Yeah. And what yeah. was the defense? We were just executing orders. Yeah. And I just want to leave with that thought is, um, you know what? Um, I, I love my country and um, I and I will obey orders. But at the end of the day, I'm also I'm not going to fall on, on things that I, I didn't join to begin with. And I, I joined for freedom. I joined from, from, from godly principles and what America was founded on. And those are, that's the sword I'm going to die on. So yeah. at the end of the day, you know, uh, when it comes to orders, you got to understand that there's, there's orders that are righteous and there's ones that you know are wrong. And, yeah. and you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to fall on that sword. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're praying for you and uh, we're going to we're going to commit as a ministry to pray for you. And I just appreciate you, my friend. And, you know, we've known each other for some time and I appreciate all that you're doing in our friendship and, uh, you know, just a tough situation. But God, like you said, is our strength. Uh, you know, just uh, just keep fighting the fight out there, man. And uh, anytime you need anything, you know, you can call me and uh, we'll be right back with the Todd Cook Now Show. Hello, my name is Pastor Todd Coconato, and this broadcast is brought to you by Remnant Ministries, and we are fully self-funded. We have been attacked on social media and literally cannot even do any advertisement or get any monetary compensation for anything that we do online. So the only way that we're able to do these broadcasts is by your support. I need your help, guys. We really feel called of God to get this information out. 
but we can't do it without your listener support. You are crucial. You're a critical part of what God is doing in this ministry. If you are able, please go to www.toddcoconato.com slash give. That's T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O dot com slash give. And please help us in this fight that we're in. Thank you so much and may God bless you.